Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along with us today. I want to talk about an important topic for us Christians, and that is, how do you stay encouraged in a world that's filled with a lot of discouraging news? Indeed, if you watch the news publicly, there's a lot to be discouraged about. There's a lot of negativity around us, negativity uh, in, in predicted, and uh, there's fear in the air often. But there's also news we get on a personal level. We hear about someone who's got bad news about uh, an illness, a cancer, or a sickness, or a, a problem in someone's marriage, or a problem with someone's children, or a problem with school, or with their studies, or with your money. There's so many reasons in our world to be discouraged. And we live in a fallen world. And as long as we live in this fallen world, there will be bad news that we have to know, how do I handle that? How do I, how do I deal with it? And so it, as Christians, though, we want to be encouraged. So let's look at a couple of these words, then talk about what helps me to be encouraged, okay? Number one, the word discouraged means a temptation to just want to give up. That's what it means to be discouraged, to lose courage, to just say, it's, it's, it's not worth fighting. It, we can't ever win. It's, uh, it, it's just too hard. Uh, there's too much bad news, a feeling of being overwhelmed. Now, sometimes discouragement can just flat, flat, flat out make us just want to go back to bed and put our head in the pillow and, and, and go back to sleep because we say, I can't handle it anymore. Sometimes discouragement is just a cloud weighing over us. It's just kind of like we we feel like we're scowling on the inside and we're not happy. We Maybe all the news around us, the things that we see, it just bothers us. And sometimes we want to just give up. Christians, let's not give up. You and I have the answer. You and I are the solution. You and I know what needs to happen. So don't give up. No matter how much it seems, like we might be weak or we might be overpowered or whatever, don't give up. And that leads to the definition of the word courage. Courage means to persevere even in the face of danger, pain, or adverse circumstances. That's right. That's what it takes in life to have courage. We must. We, you don't have courage if everything's going well for you. You don't have courage when you're always succeeding. Courage only exhibits itself in circumstances where others would want to give up, where others would be overcome by fear, where others would throw in the towel. And so we don't want to do that. And indeed, so much of the scripture, so much of the Bible has to do with instilling within us the courage to keep engaged, to keep fighting for what's good, true, and right, to keep being Christian and letting our light shine and advancing the gospel, even in a time when it looks hopeless. And we want to say, why do it? Now, one thing that really helps me is to realize that God wants me to have courage and the devil wants me to be discouraged. And that's really important to keep in mind. When you're tempted to be discouraged, you want to ask yourself, where's this feeling coming from? Is God putting it in my heart? Is God saying, we might as well just give up? I doubt it. That's not the way our God is. Our God is a fighter. He's the captain of the, host, the Lord's host. He perseveres. He, 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 is, he is a mighty warrior. On the other hand, the devil 
The Bible tells us the devil's been defeated. Jesus conquered him at the cross, and he rendered him powerless. In 1 Peter, it says he now roars, he's um, uh, going about as a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. But because he's been defeated, I often think of him as like a lion that's been declawed and defanged. Yeah, he's still, he's still, his roar is pretty dangerous. His roar sounds pretty scary, but he's been defeated. His claws are gone. His teeth are gone. And Satan, his primary tactic against us is to frighten us, to scare us, to lie to us, to get us to cause, to get us, get us to give up because we think he's going to win, or maybe just we think we can't win. Friends, remember, your enemy's teeth are out. The fangs are gone. Remember, the claws have been, he's been declawed. And so with all this negativity, and realize Satan wants me to be discouraged. God wants me to be engaged in the spiritual warfare and to be winning. And God has given me all that's necessary to win, all that's necessary for life and godliness. Well, it helps me. It helps me stop and think, if, if I'm getting discouraged, who's winning? Who, who am I yielding to here? Am I yielding to thoughts of unbelief and doubt and fear? Or, does, or am I claiming the promises of God and standing strong as God would want me to? One verse that I really like that reminds me of why, I, that helps me stay encouraged, comes from Colossians 3, and I'd like to read verses 1 through 4. If then you've been raised up with Christ, keep seeking the things above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on the things above, not on the things that are on earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Now, that's the commandment so far. Christ is risen. We've been risen with him. Set your mind on the things above. Think about the things above. What's that mean? Well, I like the way it ends here. When Christ, who is our life, is revealed, then you also will be revealed with him in glory. I think it's important to not become discouraged, to realize that in the spiritual battle, you and I are going to win. Now, it might not look like we're winning right now, but the game's not over. The game's not over. Now, you may or may not know I'm a sports fan. And uh, I like to watch games. And sometimes the best victories are the ones that you win right at the end of the game. My team won a big game like that last week. They scored a touchdown. They were behind and they scored it. It looked helpless, hopeless. They scored a touchdown with three seconds to go. Actually, one second was left on the clock. And that's all that's going to be remembered. Had they lost they probably would have dropped out of the top 10 in the rankings. But because they won, they moved up two spots. But they won with three seconds. Had that game been three seconds shorter, they would have lost. Three seconds. One, two, three, and they would have lost. It was that close. Folks, all that ultimately matters is do we win in the end? And that's what we got to set our mind on. When Christ, who is our life, is revealed— you and I are going to be re- revealed with him in glory. What's going to matter in that day? What's going to matter in that day? What will matter is that we're seated with Christ in glory and in victory. 
I think of so many things that discourage us, say, in the news or, or, or um, uh, th- things that, that bother you. And, and I, want, I want you to stop and even think about this with me for a minute. What bothered you a week or two ago? Or what bothered you a month ago? Or what bothered you a year ago? And I want you to ask, has it gotten taken care of? Have we moved on? So often, if you watch the news a lot, and I do, the news cycle, it's like something that's a huge story today isn't even talked about tomorrow. And so often that's because something else has supplanted it as a bigger story. And had that bigger story happened one day earlier, we might not even be talking about what's bothering us, what bothered us a day ago. Do you see what I'm saying? Understand something about the news. They believe that people are motivated by fear and greed. Stories are often news. The, the news that really works is designed to really make us fearful. I might add right here on this channel what I do. I'm aware that if I tried to manipulate your emotions by driving up the sense of fear, the sense of what's coming upon us, uh, I'd get a lot more people watching. I'd get, I'd, I'd get a lot more views, you see. And that's how news works. That's how radio works and so on. It'll either entertain you or it will frighten you. Be careful. If you want to be frightened, well, why do you want to be frightened? Personally, I don't, I'm not big into watching horror movies. I don't want to be scared. I don't want to be frightened. I'm not big into letting new, frightening news land deep in my soul. Rather, I want to be aware of what's happening in our world. I want to be able to speak about it intelligently related to our Christian faith. But more than anything, I want to set my mind on the things above. I want to remember that when Christ, who is our life, is revealed, then we'll be revealed with him in glory. So my friends, if you can't watch the news because you forget that Christ is coming back and you forget we're going to be revealed with him in glory and you forget that you're going to be victorious, then maybe don't watch it. But if you watch it, to me, and you remember those things, to me, it's simply a matter of, I'm confident in this game. I know we're going to win. It's it's like in a game. I know we're going to win. We might be behind now, but I don't have to sweat it. I've read the end of the Bible. I know how it's going to end. I know we're going to be revealed in glory. I know we're going to be in heaven. I I know my name's written in the book of life. And I know that no matter what anyone does to me, that can't be taken away. We say here often, we have something the world didn't give and the world can't take it away. Don't let them take away your joy. Don't let them take away your peace. Don't let them take away your confidence in what God is doing. Now, I know some, some I, I don't mean this to be unsympathetic. If, if you're going through difficult health crises or financial crises or or People, your, your reputation is being slandered at work or, or something of this nature. Certainly want to be empathetic to trials and difficulties and hardships that we face. I'm only saying God will use those and he'll make the victory all the sweeter in the end. As I said earlier, sometimes you win a game, you know, you outscore your opponent 70 to nothing. And that, to me, that's kind of boring. The exciting games are when you win in the end and it was close and it was a real fight. Those are the ones you talk about. Those are the ones you remember. Those are the ones you rejoice in. And that's, that's what we're going to have. The Christian life is a tough life. The Christian life has its challenges. The enemy seems to have some victories. You and I need to be engaged in the fight, but we will win. We will win. 
Keep that confidence. Keep that swag, shall we say, that spiritual swag. I know we're going to win. Even though we're fighting, we've got to fight hard now. But I know we're going to win. Amen? Father in heaven, we thank you that Christ has conquered. We thank you that the enemy has been defeated. We thank you so much in Jesus' name that we are victorious with you. And Jesus, we set our mind on the things above because we know that when you're revealed, we'll be revealed with you in glory. And to that we say hallelujah, praise you. We're so thankful that we're gonna reign forever and ever and ever. And the people who now slander us or hate us or wanna put us down or mock us, one day they're gonna be seeing us. They will see us with you seated in glory. We take comfort in knowing that. And we pray, Lord, for our enemies today. We pray those who wanted to spitefully use us. We pray, Lord, for those who mock us. Oh, God, have mercy on them. We'd, we'd, we would pray that in these days of grace and mercy, they might find salvation, might find Christ, and might be saved. We give you this day to follow you and to be the light of the world and overcome, not be, not, not be overcome by evil, but to overcome evil with good. And we pray and bless you. In Jesus' holy name, amen, amen, and amen. Does this encourage you? It encourages me to remember that. Folks, I'll tell you something else that encourages me. I get in the Word every day. It lifts my spirit. It, it lifts me up. Sharing this with you every day builds my spirit. Getting in the Word personally every day builds my spirit, builds my faith, builds my courage. If you're not getting in the Word of God every day, how do you expect to be encouraged? How do you expect, expect to set your mind on the things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God? See what I'm saying? So if you're new, welcome. I hope you will join us every day because we come here every day live at 8.30 a.m. Eastern time, but you can watch later in the day. Just put it in your schedule. Say every day at 3 or every day at lunchtime or right before dinner or right whenever. I will build uh, this into my, I'll make an appointment with Tom and build this into my schedule to get into the Word of God. And, um, and if you do that, your life will change. I know it. Subscribe to our channel. Like the video on your way out. Share it with a friend. Until we meet tomorrow, my God bless you and give you strength. We'll see you then. Bye-bye.